All right, there we go. Where is the shape? So, um, is Anne on the line or Kim? This is Kathy. I just connected. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Oh, great. Ready to talk. <laughs> um, hey, did you guys see the newsletter over the weekend? Sure. We have to thank Kathy for helping me get get those links up and getting the ball going and all that. That's great. I'm really grateful to Kathy for her techie. It's a lot easier than going grocery shopping. <laughs> I would rather do your grocery shopping. <laughs> okay, so okay, while we're so waiting, is, is the other people I'm waiting for are Kim Costello, Ann Rex, and Kim Lorimer. Any of you guys that I mentioned on the phone? Great. And also Kirsten Cassell. Kirsten, are you there? Is that a yes? Okay, sorry, I was just getting some feedback. Okay, so why don't we start with the um I just wanted to give you guys a brief introduction. And forgive me, it's a little hard for me to add because I'm back. So if I sound kind of scattered, I'm sorry? I'm going to go to cell phone. I can't hear. It's too broken up here. Okay. So you want to? You're going to call back, Jean? Yes, I will. Okay. We'll wait for you to call. Thanks. Christy, your stuff's kind of breaking up on me too. How am I breaking up on you? Breaking up? Yeah. Every once in a while, it's like you just kind of drop out. Okay. I'm actually not at home. Let me move closer to a window and see if that helps our situation while we're waiting for Jean. Jean? Um, yeah, how about, okay, Jean? Hello? I think somebody else speaks in. Okay. Can you guys still hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes? Okay. How's that quality? A little better? Yeah, that sounds better for me. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, all right. Anybody else just keep in on the call? Okay, maybe not. All right, guys. I just want to tell you thank you for getting together with us this morning. And you saw in my email what, who the committee chairs are. And I have to be honest with you, this is the first year that we've really, I think, been in a great position in terms of being able to have committee chairs and our goal that Jean? Here I am. Okay, hi. Um, our goal is that we are going to really help empower the committee chairs this year so that you can be um, able to do a couple things. One would be ideas that you feel like resonate with the group of people that you represent, right? So the people who are interested in awareness or the people who are interested in adult advocacy, that we can work together to kind of solidify the things that we want to happen for those groups. And then the second piece would be that you feel like you're in a position where you get to know how things work in the organization and you can play a more active role in ways that we add content to the website, for example, or we, you know, send emails or communicate to people. Um, or working with somebody to make a flyer that, you know, or a publication or whatever. That in that way, I want to give, I want to try this year with our small group to 
let you guys get your hands dirty a little bit in how that happens because um, really over since last year was my first year as executive director, it was hard for me to pass that over to allow the committee chair to do that because I was really just learning how to do that. But I think we're in a better place now, and as Kathy has um, really been testimony to that in taking, and she and I working together so closely on the web piece to really shape something out of it, you know, a step at a time. I think we can really do that with all the different committees. And so there's no pressure on you guys. And what I want to emphasize is that your family and your health always come first. And you, I really need you guys just to communicate back to me if you need more or less or if I'm expecting too much. Um, you know, or if you need more direction and so forth, you got to just let me know. I juggle a lot of different balls with my election, so I may not always be as in tune as I'd like to be to what you need. And so it, let me just tell you up front, I, I want us to be successful together. So just let me know what you need, and let's just keep an open line of communication the whole time so that we can work together really well. Because your health and your family is always going to come first. And so that should never be a question for you. If there's something else involving your health or your family that stands in the way of what you feel like your responsibility is for that day, just let me know. We are all here to help each other, and that's the reason why we're there. So this should be a, a no-pressure, really gratifying kind of position for you. Um, hey, Dan. Sorry. Hi, Christy. And how are you? I'm good. Good. Um, so I just wanted to share with you guys very briefly that um, the basic idea of what we're trying to focus on this year. We got funding for a couple projects for the first time, which is fantastic. So I'm really excited. And Poot Reckling just joined the phone. Um, was instrumental in writing the proposal for one of these. So we got $6,500 from Reed Elsevier, which is a publishing company, for an adolescent support project that will include audio taping digitally over the phone interviews with various adolescents who ha and young adults who have mitochondrial disease and then putting those interviews out there as podcasts and also as MP3 files on the, um, on the MitoAction website, as well as developing either a publication or a piece of the website that will really be centered around adolescents. Issues And a lot of that will be developed from the information that we get in the interviews with them about what helps them and what kind of issues they face and so forth. And that was Anne's idea. Anne is the author of the G-Tube book, if you guys didn't know that, the children's G-Tube book. And so, um, so Anne, this was Anne's idea to, to take on this project. And so I'm really glad that we got funding for that because that's $6,500 specifically earmarked for that project that we didn't have to ask any families to give us. But that's something that Read Up is supporting us to do. So that's really exciting. That falls into. Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. It's so inspiring because I've talked to a number of teenagers already with Mido that actually is like inspiring for those of us who have younger kids too is how much these kids live their lives. You know, Mido doesn't define them. And I think that's what we want to get across. You know, Mido doesn't define them. They have their own. They are themselves. And then they, yes, they have Mido. So that kind of thing. So go ahead, Christy. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, you're exactly right, Anne. And, uh, and what's, what I think is a great example for this project is the overlap that you can imagine that will happen between committees. Because, so for example, that's a publications committee project. Anne is chair of publications committee. Annie O'Reilly, who um, has a class this morning, couldn't be on the call, is really active on that committee. So that's 
that's that committee's job, but you can imagine how that's really important for the web also because there's going to be a piece of that. And you can imagine how for the Awareness and Advocacy Committee that you, we can find ways that those teams who say, well, I really like to be, you know, I like to speak up to people about my disease, how it's invisible and so forth. Well, you can imagine them for the Awareness and Advocacy Committee, we can find some ways to make work for them and then the adults would be interested, I think, to hear what these teens are saying because you've got the young adult population um, complementary to the, you know, older adult population who, more middle-aged population who has mito and has, you know, comes at it from a very different perspective. But some of the issues and needs might be complementary in it, and I think it's it's all good. So you can see how for the committees there's an overlap in the projects, which is why I wanted to get us all on the phone together. Um, and I think it'll be a good idea every couple months for us to do this so we can talk to each other and get ideas going about ways that are different strengths in our committees can help each other. Um, and then the other project, and I'm not going to do all the talking here this morning, I just wanted to bring you guys up to speed on what, what's going on behind the scenes. Another project that we got funding for is we um, got $3,000 from a family foundation in Massachusetts called the Sean McDonough Foundation for um, a school advocacy DVD. So what we want to do is we want to create a DVD that would be um, that would have some information captured in a in a very easy to absorb way that would be targeted at helping school age kids and particularly kids who don't manifest their mito in a very obvious way. So kids who maybe you know are sometimes able to walk or sometimes able to talk but have all these underneath the surface issues that makes it difficult for their teachers and their peers to understand what's the best, you know, way to modify their school um, and social life for them. And so that project is um, hopefully going to springboard a bigger piece where some of the clinicians who are on our medical advisory committee are interested in school needs, and so that can hopefully bring some of those, you know, maybe some good um, standards of care for school-age kids and stuff like that will emerge out of that. But the focus for right now is that we do have funding specifically to kind of create a video project. And beyond that, I don't really have too many more details about it. But um, And I don't have a chair for that committee. So if you guys know, if I miss somebody and I think in thinking about it or the word is out, help me get the word out about it, there may be some people who surface who are interested in, in really helping with that. And then I think that, you know, we're at a position this year where we really want to do a good job with, um, I think, you know, let's imagine that we're taking the lid off the box this year and we're really just letting everybody in and letting every, and trying to get everybody connected and trying to let it all out in the sense that I think that's where the adult <coughs> committee is very important because we want to be sure we're representative of all the different people who have mitochondrial disease, and we also want to make sure that we're resonating with lots of different populations of people. And that includes the patients who have mito, and that also includes people who don't have mito but who should care about mito. And that's something that I think that we haven't even tapped into in the last year or two, but we need to, is that that population of people who are philanthropic, if you will, with their time or their money, and they you know, places like American Cancer Society, for example, have 
cuckoodles of volunteers and donors and so forth that drive the programs that help the people with cancer. And that needs to start to happen for this population of people with mitochondrial disease. And so behind the scenes, MitoAction is trying to do some things to try to get some better PR and so forth about mitochondrial disease in general. Um, and I think it will happen. But that's I want to really work on this year helping to reach out to a lot of people so that we make sure we're speaking the language that lots of different people understand. And that part of that is that big awareness initiative, too. I think we're excited this year to have the chance to start planning now for for our September Awareness Week so that by the time that comes, we've got lots of things in place already going or we've had a chance at least to make a try to do things with the media and sponsors and getting, you know, more support for that kind of um, awareness push. That's what I have to say. <laughs> um, do you guys mind if we just kind of go around and let, and I'll start with the adult committee and let Gene and Wendy introduce themselves and then talk a little bit about some of your um, needs and goals for the year. And again, this is not a test. This is just to, to really get us all talking so that we know where each other is. And um, and then we'll go from we'll go around to each committee person, and we're going to be tight on an hour, so we're going to come to a hard stop at 11:30. Okay. Go ahead, Jean. All right. Hey, uh, my name is Jean Shepard. Uh, I'm a Canadian from the West Coast. I'm currently down in California in an RV park with uh, not very good. Uh, internet uh, communication capabilities. So this is why I'm going first. I'm uh, on the cell phone, and our Canadian cell phone time is very expensive. Our committee, we have eight people on the committee. Uh, correction, seven, because Kathy has gone and, and taken her talents as a, as a techie person uh, and probably is a, uh, a, a greater assistant to, to uh, uh, the Mito Action Group. Not that she wasn't a great uh, assistant with us, but I think that uh, she only has so much energy uh, like the rest of us, and uh, that's where her energy should be going. Um, we started off... And I'm trying to think, I think it was September. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went through and identified goals. And we've come up with uh, uh, the, the, the top three goals that we came up with was public and medical education that adults get mito too. And that was something that uh, everybody on the committee thought was important. Uh, another one that uh, everybody on the committee thought was important was where people could go for support. In other words, um, uh, what is there around for support for adults? Uh, and the involvement of medical specialists to discuss the effectiveness of their treatments that they are prescribing and discussions of advancements in treatments. Uh, what, what we're finding is that the medical specialists just uh, don't, our doctors don't know and the specialists don't have time. So they, 
they're putting their time more into children than into adults. And uh, what little time there is available to adults, uh, we're kind of rushed through, and uh, we really don't know what uh, where, where the where the um, thrust is of what's happening for adults, what's what's coming down the pipe. We're just being prescribed and sent on our way. Uh, and the, the the one that is my pet. Pet project and has got the approval of those who responded, and that would be uh, pretty much everybody on the committee. Is um, the legal issues, and I see it as something that is not just for adults, but it's also uh, for uh, parents of children who are heavily involved. Uh, the legal issues of trust and um, wills and powers of attorney, uh, all of these things are things that um, are issues that we deal with and that I have been able to find nothing in any of the MITEL-related sites that cover this issue and therefore I see it as something that is pressing for mitral action to deal with, not just for adults, but for everybody. Uh, and I'll pass it on to Wendy. Um, yeah, my name is Wendy Helmka, and um, I think you all know my story, but I'll briefly um, go back and remind everyone that we spent three months narrowing down goals, and several goals were discussed, and a lot of us agreed on top three, top four goals, but we haven't narrowed it down completely to be able to say, hey, this is what we want to do. And then in the process of our committee meeting, I listened to what everyone had to say and listened um, to what my heart said that I didn't need but what everybody else was hungry for. And I got extremely sick in 2002, and if I would not have had a dual power attorney or a medical advance directive, I would have died. And I think that there are a lot of people out there that have come close to dying and wish they would have had that in place and after the fact have found how important it would be. And I, and like Jean, have brought that not only to the committee's attention, but would like to help my committee um, put together some information or find an attorney that can help put together downloadable information on the website for legal issues so people can have and develop a relationship, a true advocacy relationship with someone that they can trust. Um, in the beginning, my husband was my um, advocate, but when I got extremely sick, he wasn't capable in that condition to be my voice, so my sister became my primary advocate. And I have another person that's a dear friend of mine who is my secondary advocate, and my husband is on that team that is no longer the primary voice, because when I get sick, he becomes emotionally incapable of speaking for me. So. I'm like Jean. I think it's very important that we tackle this tough issue and make it an issue for us to consider. It's going to be hard for people to um, to look at, but I think it's important that it's a great way to help people start and make formal relationships with people that they trust and and help them become a voice for them when they cannot speak for themselves. You guys did a great job speaking about that, Wendy, Jean. Thank you. Um, Wendy, you speak very well for yourself. I'm not sure anybody can speak well for you. <laughs> well, you know, the thing um, is, is that when I'm well, I tell them what they need to know, and then when I can't speak for myself, they actually speak for me. 
because I've already told them, and it's really important that people who are in a capability when they know that they may not be able to speak for themselves, tell people what they wish that they'd want done for them. And that's the important part. People don't necessarily think about that. I don't know how many people have actually sat down and talked about what they want on their obituary. But I think right. it's important that you need to sit down and think about that. Well, and, I think and talk about that with your the line, What's between the lines is something that I think is going to come up this year, and that's that um, I don't think that any organization has done a good job really saying, okay, here's mitochondrial disease. It is progressive, uncurable, and in most cases, one way or another, is going to be fatal. However, so let's let's be realistic about that and let's try it. But let's not just dwell on that. Let's actually try to be empowering about what we can do to live our lives better and to be as prepared and fulfilled in our lives as we can so that we still have a life and that all we'll think not it's not just all about the end point. And I think that's kind of been between the lines, but it hasn't been well addressed. Um, would you guys agree? Right. Uh, yeah. And, and it's scary because as a parent or as an adult, patient, to all of a sudden have to deal with a diagnosis where, you know, you, you don't want to think about the end point because you've got no alternatives. Um, Really, it's almost like it prompts people to go into denial, and and that may not be the healthiest way to deal with your mitochondrial disease. And well, so I think I'll, we... Yeah, if I could add something, I consider it almost a blessing because I have an excuse now to tell people, like with this website stuff, don't procrastinate. I might not be here next month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's good to have some people need a deadline, you know. You do, and I think we have to kind of we have we need to start to help people to be empowered about doing all that they can. In Christy, um, from They're my own perspective, there's a huge piece of mind knowing that's the piece of paper there that when I can't speak for myself, somebody's going to take care of me the best way that they can. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do something that's going to actually harm me. And I think there's a lot of people out there that don't recognize that, that they have the potential of becoming incapacitated and inability to speak for themselves, not only as adults, but there's children that are going between children, adolescents, and adulthood. And they may not have, if they're, they're 18, 19, or 20, they may not be able to have their parents speak for them. They may have to have something written so that they have a power of attorney that allows um, their voice to be heard. Yeah. Hey, this is Anne uh, Reckling again. I just had a thought, and I might try to volunteer my mom. She actually got her doctorate in medical ethics, and she, okay. knows, and she knows a lot of people. I mean, you may also want to contact some people, but she may be able to give us names. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that she studies. You know, all the sort of powers of attorney and durable wills and all of those things. Oh, cool. So she, she, I think she would be a really, really good resource, and I could probably get you guys in touch with her because um, then she has also contacts and she still speaks on it um, in the legal realm. And you definitely should, Anne. You definitely should. Um, and we now have the capacity that she could be a contributor on our blog and she could also moderate a forum, you know, to get the interactive stuff actually on the website. I think she, I think she might really be interested in that. Um, I talked to her. Can you talk to her and kind of um, reply to all and let us know what she says? Yeah, and then I think, Jean, you guys might want to get in touch, Jean and Wendy, with I'll kind of hook you guys up so that you can kind of say directly what you're looking for because I, being that I'm not an adult with it, I don't have the same kind of, um, I'm not where you guys are at. 
Hey, you sound like an adult to me. <laughs> hey, you know something? Uh, the, the the biggest fear that I as an adult have is that I will get sick and not be able to speak for myself. And, uh, uh, and uh, getting someone to speak adequately for myself and and give enough information. And I, uh, I've just been through in this past week having my son in the hospital with uh, extreme stomach pain them not being able to identify it, and he had not yet told his family doctor that uh, uh, his mother has mitochondrial disease. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and getting the information to him and his wife, uh, uh, what they needed to know in order to instruct this doctor who hasn't a clue um, of what was going on, contacting the specialist that I deal with in Vancouver. Um, giving them permission to release my information so that it would help my son. And I've also been in a position where my mother uh, was for 11 and a half years with dementia in a care facility and being the advocate for her. So uh, advocacy is something that uh, is really real for me. Uh, I, I'm sorry I'm late, Christy. This is Kirsten. I had some issues this morning, but I'm here now. I'm sorry I'm calling. And we're just we're hearing from the adult group first. Um, so just listen in, and then we're going to go around, okay? Okay. Just one quick question, and then I know our time is limited. But, Jean or Wendy, if you have anything in writing, um, if you don't, that's fine. I'll just sort of paraphrase. But if you have anything, like, from the last meeting, you don't have to write it out. But if you have anything, just to email me, and then I can see it to her. So... Do you know exactly what I know I'm talking about? Do you know uh, okay. I'll forward that to Anne. I, in fact, I just printed stuff out today, and I can just, I know exactly where they're at. That so email so that I, I, sent, I sent to our group uh, asking for permission. Can you send that? I'll send that as well. Okay. Great. All right, excellent. I'm going to move on, guys, so we can stick to our time, okay? So, but excellent. And thank you, guys. You, you guys have done a, what you've done a great job with is, getting your committee under you to really consolidate into goals because, trust me, I know firsthand how difficult that is to do when the possibilities are really endless and when there's so many needs that could be addressed. And so to really narrow those down and consolidate into what's realistic and action-oriented, you guys did a great job with that, and that gives us a great place to be focused and, you know, now we know where we need to ask for help. So that's fantastic. All right, um, um, Lisa, one more thing before, before we move on. Uh, listening to the, the teenager, the, the young adolescent um, uh, project that has come up, the, the, the podcasting and, and uh, whatever there is, um, I'm sorry. Um, but I, I can see that uh, something on the uh, on an adolescent page Having that, an adult page having a similar sort of thing, uh, using the same sort of technique, uh, because it is something that was very high in the identified list of uh, goals, was uh, personal stories and the idea of looking normal. That's great. What we're going to, you know, what's going to be great is we're going to purchase the equipment to be able to record those calls and then easily put them in as fi digital files for the podcast and so forth. And so, um, if so, then we can we could easily do that with a variety of people 
and you know because then we'll have the um, technology and equipment to be able to to do that without having to go to an outside source to make right. it happen. And, and it's even better than that. Uh, I've been looking over our WordPress, which is the blogging software installation. There's actually a pre-installed module on that for handling podcasts. Well, that's great, Kathy. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of resources available, and it's all open source stuff. It won't cost us a cent. Kathy, you're so good. All right, that's great. All right, Jean, excellent. That's an excellent thought. Um, and I, we can... This is Kim. I just wanted to jump in and say I am listening and hello, everybody. Hi, Kim. Quite a sense of volunteer. All right, I'm listening. We're on a roll because we have a half hour left. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna ask Lisa to speak next. Um, Lisa, how are you feeling today? Doing all right. All right, so we're going to talk about awareness and advocacy. And um, Lisa, do you mind talking about it? I got your goals in the email too, but if you can talk just a little bit about your your vision, I think you have a great one. Yeah, of course. Um, well, at that point, I think that it's, there's just so many avenues to explore to just empower people to do things within their own communities. And I was thinking that one thing that could be done is just um, set up an awareness kit to put together. Um, I mean, even just to include ideas of things people can do. I mean, there's so many restaurants and stuff that participate in community benefit nights where they donate portions of proceeds, and so many chains participate in just, I mean, kind of set up a kit that includes brochures, pins, and some other informative information that people can host these events, these awareness fundraisers um, across the country. Um, and another thing that I think would be great to utilize is all the sports teams that have to create or have to participate in charity things. Um, last year we had an event at the Red Sox where we gave out um, information, and we're going to be doing that again this year, I believe, or we requested that. And, it, um, and to utilize the other sports teams, even the Patriots, um, every Tuesday night throughout the season, I mean, I just learned this now kind of a little late, but they have to um, volunteer, and, or that's their charity night. So, I mean, just throughout the country, I think that we should just start exploring these type of things. Sorry. And um, another thing Avenue to feel about is different um, radio stations and stuff. Um, they all sponsor, like, benefit concerts, and I hear them talking about other causes when I keep thinking, like, why not us? So, I mean, I just think, you know, I'm still in the beginning stages of finding things, and I have a lot of research to do. But, I mean, I just think there's so many awareness avenues out there to explore. And also with, um, I think Kim Costello started, like, a Facebook um, mm -hmm. group, and to utilize more online campaigns like that is another goal I have. Yeah. Oh, and people on Facebook can set up invitations to events, too. Yeah, it's a great way to reach out to people if things are going on. I mean, yeah. different things of, like, just yeah. encouraging things. I mean, I mean, I think an awareness kit could have ideas of people sitting down with their legislators to make them aware of things. And um, I think where we can help your committee, Lisa, is that the, it's a numbers um, strategy for you, you know, because more people that are responding, you know, and making a, even a small outreach is going to have that viral effect, right? Um, so we really need to, to 
strategize in the next few weeks about how to do that, how to get a lot of people to be interested to do, maybe to take this one action, like sign up on the Facebook page and send it to 10 other people or whatever it may be. Who the the person is who recruited the most people and stuff like that with causes and stuff that you create on Facebook. So I I think that would be effective is that you just want to get, even if you have a lot of people just doing a couple small things, it adds up to be a lot, especially when then they get that effort going in other places. And so, you know, we should – I like your idea of awareness, kid. I also think an idea of having some, you know, pop-up, ready-to-go instant ways to, you know, get – I have a whole list of other ideas. I'm not going to go through them all, obviously, now. Um, Just just to put into, like, the whole thing. Yeah, you're making it easy for them. For the raffle, I mean, give people the suggestions. I mean, it's so easy, and if people just have the ideas in front of them, I think that people can just utilize them in so many different areas and also in so many different communities. I mean, just the different places that are receptive for apples. I mean, places are so generous and stuff. And the thing is that so many of these companies, like the radio stations, have to support charities. The sports teams, they're forced to. And so I think each year as we build up relationships with the teams, I mean, even the Red Sox, they say each year they'll give bigger donations and stuff. And, um you know, that's the Celtics team the other night, and I saw them doing the same thing as we did with the Red Sox with other things. Um, Great. And stuff. And, I mean, they have to do it, so why not get involved in them and build these relationships? So I think what's going to help is in other cities, too. Yeah, that's why I think so many things, like the restaurant fans, I mean, people can do that in a small town. Um, if we give them the idea to get, find some high school volunteers, I mean, set up a raffle, um, like, let the I mean, usually during the week, restaurants will have a uh, community night where they'll donate a portion of their proceeds. But, I mean, there's hundreds of them in this area. I keep seeing them all the time. And, I mean, I just think these aren't specific to Boston. So if we can just reach out and have people, once we get people hooked in and interested, because so many people are interested, it's just I think they need the ideas. We're we're also going to be able to help. We're going to be able to help with that, Lisa, this year also because one of the goals that the board has is to really um, consolidate our language and the logo and the colors and all of that so that it's very easy to reproduce and it's very easy to understand, you know, Um, so that then when you've got something, whether you're talking to people who have Mito or whether you're talking to people who are at a pizza parlor, you kind of get it in a nutshell, and it's easy to make. It's easy to copy if it's black and white, or it's easy to reproduce if it's on color. You know, it, I mean, it has all those characteristics of um, the the language for it is branding. That the tool, you know, and so we're going to be doing that on on the backside, and so that'll really help, I think. Um, you know, because then you'll have a consistent message and look to be able to to get out there. Okay. So, that's great. Um, I think also with the awareness piece, we're going to see a big boom this year in really. I want to I want to use the web and all those online tools to our advantage. I keep finding them elsewhere. It's like I don't know who set up like on the Six Degrees website and different things. Like I was just kind of exploring just to see what possibilities are out there, and I'm like, somebody's already 
Maybe do it. There's my direction everywhere. <laughs> That's great, you know, and that's just consolidating that. But I think that's what happens. It takes a little time for us to catch up. I think also, and, and you guys can help with this in general. Um, if you know anything about it, we don't have, we don't need to talk about it right now. But active giving is what we had used for the last two years in order to be a way to register for an event and be a way to set up a page that could be an awareness and fundraising page and um, take donations and so forth. And we weren't happy with um, it. Just had a lot of kinks. Had a lot of kinks. So that's really high on the priority list is to investigate a better way to allow people to set up their own place where they have a page that they can take donations and it comes back to Mito Action, but to not have to a either pay percent for it or b know that one out of two times it's not going to work, and so then you know you're dealing with always having to fix it. And so I need help with that. If you guys um, know other people who are part of nonprofits or know people who would, you know, have, have experienced that with yourself, um, please email me and maybe we can talk about it a different time because that's yeah. something that we're definitely trying to figure out. Well, there's some stuff like you can set up PayPal to collect subscriptions and stuff, and we can also solicit donations for money to help run the website. I think so um, I think there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's like a lot of different things we can do. Like, yeah, like it has like multi-layers of ways that the money can come in, but it, it can't, we can't be relying on a service. Like Active just wasn't reliable for us. And so, you know, there's tiers of that. But if you guys know anything about that individually, just email me and we can, maybe we can all get back together, those of us, and talk about it. Because that's really something that I'm trying to figure out. And, um, and that will help. Again, you got to make it easy, I think, for anybody, whether you have MITO or not. And it needs to be easy to be able to do the things we're asking people to do to help. Um, Lisa, that's, you've, you've done a great job of thinking about your goals. Do you have anything else to add? I just think it overlaps with a lot of other committees. It does. That's this is great. So, um, and then I'm going to just speak for Cheryl real quick. Cheryl is in charge of the events committee, and um, the the event that is on the calendar right now is during at the end of Awareness Week is the Walk for Mitochondrial Disease Awareness that we know will happen in Boston. Love to see that happen from other places regionally in some other areas as well. Um, but Cheryl couldn't be on the phone this morning, so she she just wanted to let everybody know that she's excited about that, and she will try to, um, you know, join in in the next meeting. Okay. Um, Kirsten. Yeah. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. Would you introduce yourself, and I'll, um, let's see. My name's Kirsten Cattell. I have two children with Mido, 18 and 14 years of age. 18-year-old's been putting me through the ringer for the past six to eight weeks, so I've been pretty incognito, not meaning to be, but having had to be. Um, and I am primarily looking at and hoping to help with the school aspects of educating our children. And have been doing so, have had both kids go through public school, and have been able to advocate and establish really good academic goals and guidelines for them to do so, and I'm hoping I can help other families not have to battle as much as we had to battle to get what we got. So that's that's my goal. Um, <laughs> I have three 
sub-goals set up that I kind of emailed to Christy. Um, Go ahead and talk about them, Christian, if you have it in front of you. I do. Um, and you'll excuse me because I've been running around all morning. I'm a little discombobulated. But um, the whole idea here is to, my thought, is to establish on the Mitoaxin webpage an educational advocacy team and where it's literally you can create a link so that people will understand the differences between IEPs and 504s. I know we're looking at different language internationally, setting up a glossary so that people understand the terms that are often used, um, being able to go to the website, go to a templated area, click on it, and I thought who, what, where, when, and why, quick, quick answer format so that people can find out what a standard IEP looks like, stand out what, look at what a, a standard 504 looks like, what's more beneficial for their child. Um, what do you have to do to qualify for each of these? What are the laws? Things like that. Um, another link I wanted to establish um, would be an alternative for homework help and academic strategies and learning, teaching people how to schedule appropriately for kids with fatigue issues. Because nine times out of ten, these kids can stay academically grade appropriate if they're being educated at the right times during the day. And wow. then... My third thought was to create a CD-ROM that could be sent to educators explaining the complexities of educating our kids and young adults um, with links to Mito Ashen and other information. So these, these are pretty generic, kind of big topic. Christy and Kim and I, and unfortunately because of me and health issues with my son, um, we had hoped to have gotten together to go through a bunch of templates that I've already created. But I really, I'm on average getting between 20 and 25 calls a week, Christy. From Serious? Yeah, from Mito moms. I, I just, one of the reasons I was here this morning is I was talking to a mom who's advocating to try to get a full-time one-on-one aid. And so I had spent 30 minutes with her this morning going through the process and how to present it because nine times out of ten, I think we as parents put so much emotion behind mm -hmm. because our child deserves this, you're going to give it to me. And that's not the way to attain what we need for these kids. All right. First of all, we've got to get you running a forum. If you're fielding 20 to 25 calls, that's unbelievable. So just to give you guys some – this all started because there was – Kirsten had emerged as obviously somebody who was really experienced advocating for her kids and had been successful in in um, knowing how to play her cards right so that people would listen and respond to what her children needed in a very thoughtful and organized way. So we started talking to her about sharing that perspective and helping other parents to do that. And you guys heard me talk about that in terms of like being parent-to-parent um, -parent advocates. And... Uh, and so this started with, like, one or two people that we kind of – Kirsten, and Kirsten, word of mouth, wow. So well, I think I, what's I, happened is parents are telling care providers, nurses, people that come in and do in-home care and saying, oh, well, she helped me give her a call. And, you know, I don't mind the calls, but unfortunately over the past couple of weeks, as I had said, I've been in and out of the hospital with my son quite a bit. And so I get home to like 11 messages and I'm calling people back or emailing them at 2 in the morning saying, look, it, interested, I'm going to try to get to you, give me, you know, and I'm making phone calls while my son's sleeping in the hospital because I don't want people to become disinfatuated with the idea that we're there to help. Unbelievable, Kristen. Unbelievable. So 
Our next step is going to be you, me, and Kathy are going to talk about um, a way that you can be not having to replicate what you're saying on the phone over and over again because if you write it once, Right. <laughs> and post the thing that you're talking about, then then it's there. And so well, I and then five other people. I have a little mini package that I put together while I was in the hospital with my son, and it's like just like three or four basic letters and three or four basic ideas and a thing to fill out about your child so educators can understand better. And I've just been sending that off. And people have had, they, I mean, I've had quite a few parents calling back saying, I can't believe that we got the one-on-one aid. Or I can't believe that they're going to do this now. So, I mean, it works. Life's a little too much for one person. Well, Kristen, let's set you up with uh, a page on the blog, which you can edit yourself, and then set you up on a forum also. Somebody will have to educate me into this. Yeah, okay. Kathy figured it out. Hold my hand. She's done Hold my hand, and I was, and I was, um, Totally dense about it. So well, I'm, I'm I'm very computer literate, but I'm not much into blogging, chat rooms, anything like that. So you know, it's blog to the actual web, like our web pages. Okay. And again, what is okay? I know what a blog is when a teenager has a blog, but is a blog our when we're talking about a blog? Is that our web? You know, you click on the web page and then you click on another section. And could, could, I, could I speak to that? Um, yeah, go ahead, Kathy. Let's, um, we'll transition into talking about web anyway, okay? Yeah, okay. Uh, that's something that's kind of evolved with me and Christy working together. At first, we were talking about finding a solution for the web page, but what it's looking like is more useful now is to have a variety of parts to the web page. We still have the static page. That's the one that's a real booger to edit. Okay. However, the blog, it's on a subdomain. It's blog.myoaction.org, and it was mentioned in Christy's newsletter. Right. Uh, that one, if you register on it, Christy and I can set you up as a contributor, which means you can, it's essentially like uh, you can format an article, and then uh, Christy and I will get notification that you have something you want to publish, we can set you up as an author, which is like a regular columnist. Like you can put in pictures and stuff, and put everything together. And then when you're ready for it to go, you click a button and it's right up on the blog. And then we also have a position which uh, Christy's in right now, which is editor, which means that you can uh, you can uh, set what categories things are in, and uh, you know you can uh, edit other people's messages and. Yeah, you can take in the solicitations or, or, or the uh, the contributions from people. So uh, that's a very powerful thing. And to compose the web pages, uh, if you use a word processor, there's there's a thing actually on the website. It's like a little text editor that's actually easier to use than most word processors. Okay. And then uh, we also have a forum set up, and this is something that I really pushed because. I was having trouble finding out what was done before on the website. So, again, uh, you know, we were talking about end-of-life issues and stuff. Uh, you know, that's something that struck me with the adult group is we have a lot of people who are incredibly talented, mm -hmm. but they can't always work on things like during regular office hours and stuff. Right. Now, the thing on the forum, what we have up there now is just a few basic things. But the way a forum works a forum is like a bulletin board, guys. Right, or a bulletin board. It, yeah, there were a lot of bulletin boards up before the Internet got started, really. But what it is, you can publish uh, or you can post a question 
and then different people can answer it. Oh, so, yeah. uh, and we can set them up by different topics, and you don't have to go back and check every day. Now, this is also for the blog. The blog has syndication, so uh, people can put the feed address into iGoogle or oh, their uh, My Yahoo, or put it as a feed on your Facebook account, and everybody who sees your profile on Facebook will know what the latest post on the Mito blog is. Uh, the forum, if you post a question or someone else posts a question or you're answering a question, you can set it up so that you'll get an email message when somebody replies to the topic. So you don't have to go and check the web page every blessed day. That's great. So, so see, our, our thought was, my, my struggle was, I can't change the web page because it messes up the format of everything, oh. right? The developer who set that up made a very tight template. If you have too many letters in a word, it destroys the whole layout. I, was, uh, I had to be really careful about choosing what content to change on the website because it was going to take a good bit of effort to do it, and it was going to really be something that you wanted it to stay there in a very permanent fashion. And there was no way for anybody to respond to anything that was there, right? Okay. To say, oh, well, you know, also check out such and such link. And, and I had been hesitant about ever doing that on our formal website, myelaction.org, because I didn't want it to get all bogged down with three years of chatting, bulletin board, people soliciting their opinions, and then you couldn't ever see what the real content was. So think of it, I, the way I'm thinking of it, and Kathy can help me clarify, is the, the myelaction.org will be where the content that doesn't change lives. Right. So, for example, we have an uh, article that's written by a person that's a professional that talks about power of attorney, and that stays on the website, and you can search for power of attorney. It would come up, and it stays there, and it's HTML formatted, and it's pretty, and it matches the template, and it doesn't go anywhere, and nobody responds to it. It's content. But then there's a lot of times, and especially as we see ourselves more as a community of people who want to try to interact and help each other, that you want to talk about more relevant issues or you want to share experiences or you want to be able to, like with these committees that we're trying to do, you want to be able to have a work group or a team that's working together and maybe having emails flying back and forth from six different people all going in different directions isn't the best way to have that content organized, as Jean and Wendy found when they were trying to handle the goals for the adult group, right? And and so having a bulletin board, which is a forum, is another way where then you just have a topic and then people can reply to that topic and you can see it in a thread underneath and it doesn't change the content on our website, but it's way that you can access it. Same thing then with the blog. If you read the exercise article that I wrote in the newsletter this weekend, that is connected to a blog. So that means then instead of every time I write an article for a newsletter, which is once or twice a month, that that would have to be HTML formatted and put in a real pretty permanent way on the website. Instead, I, you can see all the articles that Christy's ever written and the resources and the, and the reasonings why and the references in that blog, as well as then what she's saying is other things, like and the thing you wrote about coping with your child's diagnosis, would be a great place to post that because then 
people read it as a source of information, but you are the publisher, and so you can edit it, you can put it up, you can, and, and then people can respond to it, so you can have a little bit of that interactivity. Um, yeah, that would be great. Have a way also search. It gives, it, it brings more people because the more content you have and the more diversity you have of the topics that you're talking about, the more we reach lots of different people and the more we can attract people and the more um, mitoaction pops up despite whatever you're searching that has to do with mitochondrial. And uh, the Google's already indexed the blog. It, it hit it the first night we had it up. Oh, and, that's great. Uh, and we had nine people register just based on Chrissy's email message. And we oh, had uh, a couple people post comments as well, besides Chrissy and I. <laughs> Is it totally accessible from the web page? So if you get the web page, then you can click something on that will take you there? Uh, yeah. I don't have it on the front page of the website yeah. yet, but I'm okay. thinking that should go there real soon. Yeah. Over in the right now, we just advertise okay. it through email. Okay. Yeah, it would be great, I think. Because that's one, somebody has made a comment to me, well, I never see the web page changing for my election. Oh, we like, have uh, ways, ways we can do that. That's been part of our trouble, and is behind the scenes, I've, we've been like, uh, it's like you colored with permanent Sharpies, and you can't. Better be careful. You want pink? You really better be sure you want pink because <laughs> you're never gonna. <laughs> you go and, you know, that website. It's uh, it's the uh, it's more of the print media type website as opposed to the web stuff. Uh, web is a very fluid media. You know, you can make the font bigger in your browser. You can change the size of your window, you know, and the thing is to, to, to make the stuff web. Now, the stuff that we have up there now, the, the design is just exquisite, but it's a maintenance nightmare. Which is where we hope okay, that, that makes sense. This I understand. highlight what's important on the home page, but it won't change, and we can add content that's really permanent and that has been, like, Everybody agrees this is going to stay there. Like I said, for example, a professional template or article about power of attorney. But the stuff that, like, is committees or, you know, that changes or the stuff that's about events that changes or the stuff that are about relevant issues that changes, that can go in a separate way that gives us the ability to be fluid with it and to get feedback and to start conversations and to respond and, you know, and really be um, more responsive without... And we can add links on the static yeah. side or the main side to the sections where people can find the interactive stuff. That would be great. So, like, That's we might great. want to put those, uh, you know, those documents for uh, the children's school. What is it, the IEPs? IEPs, stuff that you have. Yeah, we might want to put them up as PDFs on the main site, but then on the site where it links to where people can download them, say, uh, you know, we have an active forum headed by a person. Uh, here's the link. You can post questions there. Uh, Kathy, being not literate about web pages and what it takes, and I mean, having, I mean, some literacy, but not much. Uh, here's a question, and here's one of the things that I found over the many years of doing research, going to blogs, reading, reading things. What often happens to me is I've got to read through each one until I find the one that is appropriate to what I was talking about. And so I get nervous about having a blog, and, and this is just me because I've tried using them so often, 
that when, like, you know, like, you put in a topic, like, uh, tonsillectomy recipes, whatever, <laughs> okay, and all of a sudden I get, you know, 44 resistances or this blogs. In the search on the blog itself or, like, yeah. major search? Okay. Yeah, and so what will happen is I'll get, you know, a dissertation from a 37-year-old male who's been sitting home crying for 15 days and just wants sympathy. And understand, that didn't have anything to do with tonsillectomy recipes, Okay. So I'm, I'm often I get put into areas that I'm like, what does this have to do with? Yeah. You know, what is this about? Now, here's my other question. If if we did an mitoaction.org education website mm-hmm. and linked it through the MitoAction website so that it was its own entity, well, okay. we could set that up as a subdomain of MitoAction. We could have edu.mitoaction.org, and we could set that almost up as an entirely freestanding website. I just wonder if it wouldn't lessen the confusion of, you know, because if you type in mitochondrial disease and 504 mm-hmm. in a search, you get... <laughs> You'll get 55,000 documents. And you'll get a yeah. included Cambridge journal. Right, exactly. And you have to read the whole thing to get to the 504 place. Exactly. Right. And, and so my thought is, is you know, I had said earlier on, a long time ago, I don't want to have to be responsible for a web page. I don't want to have to do the upkeep. I don't want blah. But the more I think and the more I try to get these ideas out to people, I just have to wonder, Chrissy, if it's not a good way to go. I mean, I have enough of talking about is having all your resources eventually as they've kind of been edited and fine-tuned. Right. At least then you know that that's a place that you can direct. And, uh, and you're in a really good place right now, too, because you've been through it and you know what kind of questions people ask and what kind of information is available. Like, you're in a lot better spot. I, I mean, I, I, have, I have libraries yeah. that I've put together over the years yeah. of telling him and Christy, you know, about death which nobody talks about with Mito, about, you know, resources to all different types of uh, uh, research libraries for homework, research libraries for educating children. And I have are, are these, uh, excuse me, are these like to websites? Yes, these are all okay. links. There's another thing that we get with the, uh, with the software that I was going to bring up with Christy, and it's a, it's a software called PLIGG, P-L-I-G-G. Right. And I was thinking that maybe our links could be put to that. Now, what that is, is people can post a link onto the Internet, and when you put one up, you can put a comment on it, and then people can rate it and add their own comments. So you can start having people doing research, and, and we can put them according to different topic areas. So what we do then was we would be presenting pre-vetted links to the people, and they would be vetted by the people that use the site. Right. Right. So, uh, so again, uh, yeah, again, we were trying to do everything on one site, but there are so many different functionalities. Well, and there's, a lot of support. there's a lot of content, so I think that I, I'm, I'm just going to move us ahead because of time, So, but yeah, I think okay. we need to talk to Kirsten and talk about having a place, because there's so much content, I really think it's worthwhile, Kirsten, for us to talk about the idea of having either a blog or a forum so that you're not necessarily having to field all the phone calls right. as much. Yeah then also having a place that is a more organized, static place where the stuff is organized and 
searchable, you know, that can be a subdomain of the website so that it, um, it's all there, you know, and it's easy to start organize. Let's get started and then we'll grow it if, according to it, the it's, My idea is the idea is it's got to be, oh, I went to mitoaction.org. Oh, they have this whole thing on educating your child with mito. Boom, you click and it's the who, what, where, when, and why. And that we lock them into all the support materials without having to search yeah. 5,000 engines. That sounds like a sleep garbage. Yeah. Think you're right. Let's work with the English, let's start with the legal issues. Yeah, so, um, so you can see how, see, everything overlaps. It's great. We all help each other. Um, and I don't want to leave you out. And Kirsten, I hope I gave you enough time for the education. Oh, and this is not our last conversation, guys. So, um, I just wanted us all to at least know where we were. So, it's 11.30 right now, but I, I would like to give Anne a chance to, um, talk about the committee, which we talked about a little bit with the Adolescent Project being one of the main star projects of the year. But, Anne? That's the, that's the main, and that's going to be a lot of work. Um, but it's, I think it's awesome work. Um, the first step is getting, we've got to get the MP3 player going, and I know Chrissy's working on that in terms of financial. And that's going to be available then you know, for beyond the publication committee, for beyond this project, so we can do more podcasts. And identifying, we've got some of the teenagers identified and then more of the teenagers. And then Christy had a great idea, and I don't know quite how to coordinate all of this, but uh, being able to, when this is all finished, um, hopefully by the end of the summer, we were looking in August, um, get all of these teenagers together in Boston to see if we can get hotels to donate rooms, to fly them. We could get people to donate their miles, to fly them and their families out to Boston to have sort of a celebration night and have a chance for them to get to know each other. And it's really good PR. Um, and we were also talking about possibly a show, like the Blooming Group, donating tickets so the kids could all go. It would be, I think, a way of target, targeting another population rather than the younger kids and getting them to start forming their sort of what you guys are forming in the adults, the, the internal support of each other. Yeah. Um, which, which a lot of kids, a lot of these kids, they don't know anybody else with Mido. Right. Um, or the other person, the only other person with Mido, um, you know, is two towns away and they don't really know them and they're awkward. Everybody feels awkward because they're teenagers and so nobody's going to communicate by email. Um, but I think if we could get them together, we could start them and empower them. You know, what oh, do yeah. they want to do? Just like what you guys want to do. And let them help each other. Absolutely. It's all getting them all together in the same place and getting a few things donated so that they can be there and highlighting the fact that they have a disease that they still want to live is very newsworthy. And I think if we really do a good job planning ahead for that, we could really get some good media and maybe a big article that's not just local about that um, because it would be of interest, right, to, you know, um, People magazine. And, <laughs> inevitably. Um, so that's, that's our thought. But, um, yeah, you're right. The Adolescent Project, I think, is our main winner. In addition to, I think, part of publications is that we're going to be moving in a direction, as you can hear from our web piece, of the content pretty much fit, has stayed the same on the website since July for the reasons that I told you about. And yeah. so 
now we're finding ways that we can be constantly adding more content and information without necessarily having to reformat the whole page to do that. And the thing, too, is, like, people can upload pictures themselves. One of the things I was looking at that would help publicize the event is we can also add a gallery piece where you can take the raw pictures off your camera, upload them, it resizes them, and people can pick thumbnails or medium size and whatever. And, uh, like, we might want to, you know, we we have an external site that had, uh, had pictures from the 2007 event that, you know, if we get something like that, that will be pictures that we can maybe ask people's permission and bring them over and use them in other articles. And also for people who just want to go and maybe they went and they want to re-experience the ambiance of it or maybe the teenagers want to share pictures of themselves doing things that teenagers do, you know. That's you know and, Christy, I, I shared with you that on February 7th, I don't know if I got you the final date, um, Channel 10 is going to do an interview with Harrison and Olivia. And that was at Street. So if anybody can get me um, some information as to, you know, they're both teenagers. I mean, what, what, what do we want to project at that interview? That, that would be helpful. And right. let's see if we can get an electronic uh, recording of that that we can either put on the YouTube site or, uh, you know, put up or, or at least link it on the website. Mm-hmm. That would be Yeah, and do some media about it ahead of time, the press release and stuff like that. Oh, Great. Uh, that, okay. no? And the, the donations in that piece, that kind of, that whole area is, is unknown to me. So I, I think that's something that we can we work together as committees. And I can I can definitely be doing the, you know, contact the teenagers, doing the interview if we end up deciding to do something written, getting, you know, obviously I'll be transcribing everything, but we'll also do the podcast. Um, and the other things that are written, but in terms of, I'm new. I don't. I'm not used to contacting hotels for donations and things like that. <laughs> well, I think that helps with that. Our language straight, right? And then, um, and then we, then we. Kind of, I think it's all going to be this year about kind of having a plan. That's my goal is that we have a plan because last year, because the community was really erupting, <laughs> we we were running as fast as we could just to respond. Know. You know, I think that that's still going to happen. Don't get me wrong, because. It, it, there's so many people out there that are just looking for a place to get connected and then they didn't even know that there was a place and that's, and we're going to be running to keep up. But I hope that we can know, learn from our experience last year in seeing what was erupting and, and how we responded and tr- do some better planning about it so that we, you know, have a heads up about things. And, and so that's talking now about what's going to happen in August and September is great because we can start to do that. That's the, okay, just really quick, I guess that's the piece that I would say, okay, it's January, it's almost the end of January. I mean, the teenager part and all of that, I can get going for, but if we're going to start the other pieces, quickly, I just need help with, and I think we're going to have to start moving fairly quickly. Because around the corner. I agree with you. So so here's what I suggest. Um, is Kim Costello on the phone? Okay. Is there anybody that I missed that, wants, that would like a chance to speak up? Well, I'd like to ask a question. Uh, you paid here, Jean. Uh, I'm still here. I, I haven't been able to hang up. I'm going to be in deep caca when we find <laughs> out how much time I use. But anyway, um, you, you take this. Would you please send us the link to the tape? 
Yes. Uh, so, uh, and also, I would like your permission to uh, distribute that link to the members of my committee. Because I'd like, I'd like to hear and that's fine with me. Sure. I think that's great. I think that's a great way to get everybody um, going. So what, what happens, I get it as an MP3 file, and then I send it to Kathy, who then does her magic. Right, Kathy? <laughs> I have the ability to edit out the dog barks and the coughing and stuff that uh, I can't get it to I have to buy another kind of software to make an MP3 file out of it There's, uh, but anyway it's very doable so, so and we, we can put stuff up publicly linked from the website like we did in the previous uh, general meeting but I can also put up a file that's not linked to anything that we can have people privately download or listen to online. I think that everything we've talked about today can be up on the public website. I think it's a good, it's a alternative uh, to reading it to know what's going on. We've got the chairs of all the committees right here. So, and um, another thing, if somebody would volunteer to write like a summary or a very short transcript or a list of the things we talked about, having the stuff in text will make it easier for people to find it in addition to having the, the actual free right. recording. I, and I do. I think we need to look at whenever we're kind of producing anything, um, is trying to produce it in ways that is accessible to all different people. So if yeah. we can do it through, because one of the things, I, I respond really well more to written, I do well with written language, and so I always think of books or written material. A lot of people do better with a podcast to be able to hear something. So, I mean, I think if we can kind of direct it into both areas, um, I, I think we'll reach more people. And eventually, you know, translate it into ten different languages. There you go. So, so Anne, as um, chair of the can I ask you to write a quick, just a very brief summary of the, you know, what the, the committee chairs got together for a kickoff meeting, you know, for the year. Would you write something, a couple lines, and send to Kathy? Send it to Kathy? Yes. Okay. And, uh, and just a quick thing, uh, format, the, the web uses plain text. So if you send me a Microsoft Word document, my software will just cough on it. So uh, if you oh, would, if you use a word processor, go to File, Save As, Save It as Plain Text. Okay. Well, TXT. Then anybody can pick it up, right? That's okay. right. And uh, actually, that I can get onto the website in minutes if you send me plain text. For a Word document, <laughs> it takes me hours to clean it up, and I still might not get it right. So How about the rich, te rich, rich text format? Uh, rich text is acceptable if you have something that absolutely positively you can't communicate in plain text. Plain text is the very best. And again, if there's something that goes up, if you have a lot of, like, uh, if you have to put a lot of bolds and italics and stuff like that in it, rich text works just fine. But, uh, again, the plain text, uh, you know, that, 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 that's instant. Okay. One quick question, because um, I know we need to get off, Christy, but how do I, in terms of coordinating just the whole bit of what we've talked about doing in Boston, is there any, I mean, is any, are we once sort of? So I can write up a brief summary of what point, the project. I, starting point, and and this is something that we need to do together is we need to generate a press release that talks about the funding that we got from Rita Sevier okay. and our intent to do this project. Okay. So that's that's what's next on next on my list is okay. that 
that press release, there will be a two-line summary of MitoAction and the mission, and then there will be, you know, a four-line summary of the project, and then there will be, like, a three-line benefit statement about how this is going to help and why we care, you know? And so that's what's next. And once we have that press release, then I think that's something that we can use to start to talk to Hilton Hotels and so forth. Also, Cheryl Harrington, who's the events committee, your husband is in the hotel business. So I'm going to – we're not just going to make a cold call. I'm going to ask him to help us to, to take that press release to the right people to, to make the inquiry. Now we see somebody owns an airplane. I got pilots. I don't have air, I don't have airplanes. I got pilots. Guys, can we look? Can we look at the calendar very quickly for February twenty fifth or March third? And um, convening. Good on the twenty fifth. So, all in favor of um, February 25th at 10.30 a.m.? Yeah. Fine with me. Anybody opposed to that? Absolutely unable to do that? Excellent. Okay. Ooh, so is, is Dean Shepard still on the line? Yeah. Hey, Dean Shepard, I'll Skype Wendy later today, as soon as you get a chance. Yep. I'm sorry? Skype call me later today, as soon as you get a chance. Uh, all right. We'll do. Okay. Um... Something else, uh, as a suggestion, there are, uh, the listeners that, that, uh, are connecting people together, and I, I believe now, uh, Mito Action has this ability for list serving. Uh, I have been putting on the, the, the newsletter letters between Wendy and I, we've been putting on the newsletters that are being sent out from Mito Action. And I'm suggesting that we find a way of uh, getting those newsletters onto uh, the Mito list and the uh, Mito oldies list, uh, the Canadian Mito list, which I can do, there's an Aussie Mito list, uh, the different lists, getting that on so that you, your word is getting out to uh, people that uh, may not even know about it yet. So I think what, what's going to be the easiest thing is um, we're, we've figured out, I think, a way to have a link on the website to the newsletter mm-hmm. so that then you, we can just post the link to the newsletter instead of having to cut and paste all the text and HTML code, right, that looks so terrible in the newsletter. The other thing I want to look into, and Kathy, I hadn't told you this yet, is I think there's a plain text option or a rich text only uh, like that plain text. I sent you a copy of what I, I have that set as my option. So that's what I even with all that, that actually with can. all those codes in it. That's for plain text. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a problem. That that site that publishes the newsletter puts all those real long URLs in it. Every every time people click a link in the newsletter, it goes to their site and then it goes to Mito Action. That's something we really want to think about. The other problem with that is if you look. Uh, at the fine print, they own the copyright on everything that you publish through them. So we would be in the position, like if we wanted to transfer those newsletters to our site instead of going through theirs, uh, we would probably have to buy the copyright from them. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Something that we really need to think about. Uh, also, I would I would also urge everybody who's on today, if you haven't, 
uh, register on the uh, on the forum and then fill in your profile and put your real name and your affiliation with MitoAction in your signature and I'll try to get you set up so that you can read stuff on there and we can start putting up some you know some things for where people can start communicating. See, they um, may not know what you're talking about for the link. So could you reply to all for this um, from the last invitation email and give them the bulletin board forum link that we're talking about? Yeah, in the blog too, Carl. That would be great. Okay, great. And maybe a simplified uh, version of how you uh, do these things because uh, I think there's an assumption that we're a whole lot more tricky than, than uh, actually are. Gene, I was you last week going, Kathy, what do you think? It's no how to do this stuff? Come on. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, well, like with Where? the water stuff, it's like, you know, it's like you start to look at it and it's like, oh, no, you know. And then, then, you, then two days later, it's like, oh, I know that. <laughs> We're all done. Thank you guys. All right. Thank we'll talk to you guys soon. Be well. Okay. Keep me posted. Okay, Christy. All right. Ten thirty on the twenty fifth we'll reconvene. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Have a great have a great day. Bye bye. You're gonna hear me call the operator now because I'm gonna ask to transcribe the recording, okay? Okay. Okay, bye bye.